0: Baylor University, where lights shine bright. This is the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for the Baylor Bears.
1: Marcus Setberry uh with a set B with us uh here this morning senior associate AD for student athlete success and watch for the release of the Golden Bruiser Awards all this week uh, on our website BaylorBears.com, and on social media. They are, they are
0: championship level students and those championships go far beyond what we see on the quarter and the field. The John Morris show is also brought to you by Amanda Cunningham Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor by Marineland Boating Center, Loop 340 and I-35 South in Waco, and on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, dot And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, forty five forty one West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. They're they're winning championships in the classroom, uh, in the community. They've been community champions. The way they've approached their career, uh, their career aspirations, they've done in a championship manner. This is an opportunity for us to truly celebrate them being champions, not only here at Baylor, but champions for life. Wow, that's great. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at VoiceofBears.
2: Yeah, no, that sounds like a heck of an idea. A little side note uh, for you, Marcus. Can you let me borrow okay. your? Uh, can you let me borrow your your R and B voice that I could use maybe on the late night radio? And <laughs> do, do some R and B. Do That's some R and B. Do
0: it. Late night radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's even got his name, Zed B. It up. See, You're I it up. told you. I know what's
3: up. Hey, maybe the you. <laughs> storm. Maybe
1: you unearthed <laughs> something there. You've done this in the past, <laughs> then, huh? Zed B. I like it.
0: Now, from the Petty Clinic Low-T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: And welcome to John Morris' show on this Friday morning. Glad you're with us. John Morris, uh, home in Hewitt, Q in the studio. That was uh, Marcus Setberry, uh, better known as Set B, with us uh, earlier this week. And the Golden Bruiser Awards have uh, been announced uh, each and every day this week. Opened with uh, a, uh, an opening from Holly Row on Monday. Then the awards were uh, introduced one by one Tuesday through today. And they will wrap up today. So watch for that. Really, uh, a Really nice tribute to our student-athletes and their successes in the classroom. And not just the classroom, uh, community service, uh, spiritual growth, all of those areas re- really being uh, celebrated for the Baylor student-athletes here in uh, in the month of May. With uh, Q, graduation uh, scheduled for tomorrow. So tomorrow would have been graduation day for a number of Baylor student-athletes. I've got the list. I'll give you that list uh, before we're done here this hour. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, there is no graduation. Graduation. They're going to have the opportunity, like other Baylor seniors, to uh, walk across the stage either the August graduation or December, so they're going to have a chance to do that, but, uh, you know, it's a big deal to, to get your college degree and graduate, and it's just uh, unfortunate that they won't be able to do it tomorrow as originally scheduled.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's great, and I, I know it's going to be a celebration amongst each and every one of them that is, is celebra- You know, is graduating, but, uh, yeah, it's bittersweet just because they won't be able to go through the traditional, you know, cross the stage and get the diploma, and you know, get the high five, the hug, or whatever it is from uh, Dr. Livingstone, and you know, just it's again bittersweet, but at the same time, graduating is one heck of an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal; it really is, and uh, you know, it's just too bad they won't be able to formally walk across the stage uh, tomorrow. Uh, for graduation, and, you know, I'm coming at it uh, from the student athlete perspective, but there's a lot of Baylor seniors that are all the Baylor seniors are in that same boat. No graduation ceremony uh, tomorrow, but they can uh, stick around or come back and walk in either August or December. Uh, OK, uh, here are some of the Golden Bruiser award winners from the week. And I don't want to go too far into this list because I don't want to give the ones that haven't been announced today yet. I think, you it, it wraps up today, and I don't want to jump the gun on those as they're being announced. But I know these have been announced earlier in the week. Um, the academic champion of the year is Isabel Lackner from Women's Cross Country. Uh, 4.0 grade point average. Yep, uh, a degree in the Bachelor of Business Administration in Business Fellows, Accounting, Finance, and Mathematics, and a Master's degree in Taxation. Uh, well done, yeah. Bella Lackner. <laughs>
2: yeah, to say the least. Uh, very nice. That's a nice little resume right there.
1: And a 4.0 grade point average to go along with it. The men's uh, academic champion of the year is uh, Ryan Croson from track and field, 3.8 grade point average. He is graduating with a Bachelor of Science degree in uh, health, kinesiology, and leisure studies. Uh, our academic team champions of the year this is a great award for the uh, female team academic champion at soccer. They had a team GPA. Now, this is the team. Average GPA 3.67 in the spring and fall semesters. That's amazing to have the entire team that high a GPA.
2: Yeah, man, that's a a lot of good uh, classroom work right there.
1: Man, 3.67 team GPA for Baylor soccer, and the team also had a combined 46% of their student athletes achieve personal best. And the men's academic team champion of the year is cross country. Uh, Their team GPA is 3.32, and men's cross country had 56% of their team achieve their personal best GPAs This year. So you think about it, Q. I'd take, uh, you know, for me, just me, I'd take a 3.32. Uh, I, I don't know what my GPA was in college, uh, uh, but I'd take that, you know, just me, and that's the team combined GPA, three point three two.
2: I would take a three point anything. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's really, I mean, that's that's impressive. I mean, it really, really is. Again, when you think about just the schoolwork alone, and then think about having to juggle with, uh, you know, all the practices and game times and and everything else that's on their their plates as well. I mean, that's a lot of really g- good uh, time management
1: uh yes uh absolutely and people maybe forget about that all the time they have to spend practicing mm-hmm. games you know everything uh, uh weight room all of that and then the academics on top of it so uh well done by those student athletes uh, a couple others i want to mention to you i know that have been announced already uh they give each year the john westbrook award i really like this one this is for courage and perseverance and it, it's usually to some student athletes who've had to overcome a lot during their time, either during their time at Baylor or before their time at Baylor. Uh, the female John Westbrook Award winners, there were two of them, co winners. Grace Teal from Equestrian. And listen to this story. In the seventh grade, Grace was diagnosed with juvenile, uh, juvenile osteoporosis, meaning that her bones broke easily. Within a year period, she broke six bones. During three different sport related accidents all requiring surgical repair. She underwent multiple infusions to help her condition, but her bone density must be checked regularly continuation of her sport and her sport is equestrian put her at a higher risk of injury but she continued to pursue it grace was named the academic all big 12 first team as is she's a two-time letter winner and has volunteered 15 plus hours in the local community how about that that's pretty overcoming a lot grace teal from Baylor
2: Equestrian, yeah, well done, well Man. done. That's that is very, very impressive, and that just shows that, uh, you know that that want to to not give up and, and not pursue your dreams because of a, a setback. So that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and talk about overcoming. I mean, she has done that. And then the other co-female John Westbrook Award winner is Kyla Walker. Uh, Q, you know from yes. Baylor softball, yes. uh, no stranger to injuries. While a student athlete at Baylor, her freshman year, she suffered a stress fracture in her back. Her sophomore year, she over. Came bicep tendinitis. Her junior year, she tore her labrum in her hip. And her senior year, she played through a torn shoulder. So really every year during her time at Baylor, uh, it was uh, fighting through injuries for Kyla Walker. Despite it all, she demonstrated amazing leadership within the softball team while being named to the Dean's List and serving in the local community. So well done also for uh,
2: Kyla Walker. And a heck of a player. I mean, just uh, yeah. really a heck of a player. I mean, that's that's one of those that uh, you knew good things were coming when she came to bat. I mean, she always, uh, you know, she was just, she was a really, really good player for the Lady Bears.
1: And I bet a lot of people who have uh, watched her play, you know, didn't know that she had to go through that long list of injuries, you know, because she was always out there and great hitter and uh, just a great player for Baylor softball.
2: If you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have known. And I was there pretty much all every step of the way uh, for all the home games, and I had no idea.
1: I know, isn't that great? Great. So those are the uh, co-female John Westbrook Award winners, uh, the male winner, and this honors courage and perseverance. This is Daniel Caruso from Baylor Baseball. Daniel's had a recurring shoulder injury, which has negatively affected his baseball career. Despite the injury, he's become a positive role model for all the guys on the team and has shown that, With dedication and perseverance, you can overcome anything. Daniel has become a strong leader on the baseball team by leading by example and has been named the Big 12 Commissioner's Honor Roll and uh, Daniel Caruso, the male John Westbrook Award winner. So those are just a few, uh, and there are many other awards that have been announced this week, given out this week, part of the Golden Bruiser uh, Awards week, and all of those uh, will be on the web uh, at BaylorBears.com. They've all been released on social media, at Baylor Athletics. The final ones of those uh, to be released today, including the uh, – and I don't – I think this is – These are kind of the cappers, the male uh, and female team of the year and the uh, male and female scholar-athletes of the year. So I don't want to give those if they haven't been announced (laughs) yet. Uh, But just just watch on social media or the Baylor website and you'll uh, get all of those. Great to recognize those folks this week.
2: No doubt, no doubt. This has been really, really cool. And, And, again, I mean, obviously everything has been done. Uh, you know, virtually, and it's not the exact same way it uh, it would have been at the Farrell Center and, you know, everyone dressed up and and with each other, but still being able to make something out of it, you know, basically turn uh, lemons into lemonade and still go ahead and and have the event, and uh, it it really has come out really well. Yeah, so
1: well done by them. Uh, Congratulations to those student-athletes, and thanks again to Marcus Sedberry and the Uh, SACE group for uh, making it work uh, virtually with the uh, Golden Bruiser Awards. And I know Baylor Vision has been putting in a lot of time doing all these videos. That's a lot of work for them to put all this together. But well done by everybody uh, that's a part of this. All right, we're off and running on this Friday morning. We're glad you're with us. Uh, John Morris, Q, let's take a break. John Morris Show brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Also brought to you by Diamore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged.
4: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitshi Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitshi Group. Learn more at the thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a few peaks of sunshine from time to time. It'll be a very humid day with highs topping out at 89 degrees. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms are on the way. It's going to be later on tonight, but some of these thunderstorms that move in very late and overnight have the possibility of being strong to severe with some very gusty winds. Also, some heavy rainfall can't be ruled out as lows drop to around 67. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy skies within. An 80% chance of showers and storms and again heavy rainfall the main concern especially in the morning with highs topping out at 78 join me every weeknight during fox 44 news at five six and nine for your forecast first plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
0: need a change of scenery spend a few nights at the historic stagecoach inn This hotel, with its heritage trees and lush outdoor spaces, is the perfect place to get lost for a few days and escape the hustle and bustle of city life. Lounge in your guest room with boutique-style amenities and enjoy a chef-driven menu from the restaurant delivered to your room. The beautiful Texas landscape awaits you at the historic Stagecoach Inn in Salado.
4: Reserve your room today at stagecoachsalado.com. What are you supposed to do when you pull up behind a truck that doesn't even have a hitch? I mean, it's like looking at plumber's crack. Do you cover your kid's eyes, look away and switch radio stations? Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters asking for your help to end this embarrassing form of truck nudity. If you have a truck, at some point you need to pull something. It could be a trailer to haul stuff off to the dump. Maybe a jet ski, a boat, an RV, a horse trailer, even just a bike rack. The point is, put a hitch on your truck's backside. And at Pickup Outfitters, we actually install more hitches than anything else. Whether it's a receiver hitch, a gooseneck, or a fifth wheel, we'll cover your aspirations to not drive a nude truck. And all hitches are covered by the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. So cover your rear end with a new hitch from Pickup Outfitters on Lake Erie Drive in Waco, where we're fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas. Check them out on our website at createacomotion.com slash hitches.
0: to today's GMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: Back with us, John Morris Show on this Friday morning. John Morris and Q, and we're pleased to be joined by Annette Elliott uh, from Bush's. Bush's Chicken, Annette with the uh, corporate office. And Annette, good morning to you. How are you doing on this Friday morning?
3: Good morning, John. We're doing really well. How are you?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks very much. Uh, different world we're living in now, and it affects all of us uh, personally and professionally. Uh, what about Bush's Chicken? Uh, how have you all adapted during this uh, COVID-19?
3: Well, I mean, it is a different world, and I think that uh, with that, you know, we've we've made some changes, obviously, um, with our lobbies. When we were told to close our lobbies, a lot of our lobbies closed before that just out of a safety precaution for our customers. And for our employees, and um, you know, once we were closed down on our lobbies, then then we obviously even took more precautions and, and did safety um, cleanings and went over a lot of, of health precautions with our with our employees, and continued to stay up to date with the CDC recommendations and things like that. Uh, but we also continue to just pivot with every time we get a new change, and, and that's the biggest thing is. Uh, we are very thankful to continue to have our drive-through open and continue to uh, be able to serve our customers in that way.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the drive-through. Uh, y'all are very good <laughs> in that area. Uh, you know, it's it's a well-oiled machine. Uh, what is it that sets Bush's Chicken Drive-Through apart from some others?
3: Well, you know, back when we first started Bush's, and back in, I guess, in 1995, um, you know, Keith and his wife. Uh, we're obviously very intrigued of how to get so many cars in a drive-through in the quickest, um, you know, friendliest way, and they started the three-car. Uh, drive-through back when they first opened, uh, just so they could obviously get the you know the most cars they could through that drive-through and it's the fastest we still obviously think it's the fastest and friendliest drive-through um, and, and we're efficient with it. so um, a lot of our customers know our our menu, so it's not a hey, let me look and see if if they've changed you know we we add a few things every now and then and um, so we're we're consistent in that manner and and like I said it's it's one of the quickest uh, drive-throughs in town.
1: It is very efficient. Definitely. So Uh, now help me to know this. Are you open inside uh, at 25 percent capacity? Are you doing that yet or not quite yet?
3: Uh, Here locally, we're not. So uh, we when that actually that mandate came down or um, came down from the governor, we we've been having company calls consistently almost every other day with our franchisees. Um, And some stores did open, but locally here in Waco, they didn't. We also had some stores that fell under the 50% uh, where they could open their capacity at 50% because they didn't have a lot of cases in their county. So um, we're obviously just uh, having our franchisees stay prepared. If they do decide they want to open at 25%, um, we do have a link on our website, which is our location tab on our – it's www.busheschicken.com, and you can go to that tab of of locations, and our locations are split by – which locations have their lobbies open, and which locations still have their uh, lobbies closed, but their drive-throughs open? So we're we're informing our customers as we get that new uh, information from our franchisees. But here locally, they are still closed and still serving their customers through the quickest drive-through
1: very good that's a great way to do business through that drive-through and as you mentioned earlier y'all are going the uh, the extra mile really the extra precautions that Bush's chicken is taking for for the safety of your customers and the safety of your workers also
3: yes and, and a lot of it has to do with the, you know our cleaning agents you know we're only using EPA approved cleaning agents to clean our stores and um, we are recommending our employees uh, wear face masks um, as as the weather gets a little warmer, we're looking at face shields um, and things like that to keep those employees off our customers safe and our employees safe. Um, so pivoting with with the weather as well, because as it gets to 100 degree weather, those face masks do get warm. But yeah. we do care about our customers and our employees, so we want to continue to keep them safe in, in every way that we can.
1: Annette Elliott is with us, uh, Bush's Chicken, corporate director, and uh, Tender Tuesdays, uh, Tender Tuesdays continue. Pandemic's not going to slow down Tender Tuesdays, is it?
3: It's not, and, and you know, we always get, we, we always have new people that move into Waco, and they say, what is Tender Tuesday? <laughs> um, you know, 16 tenders, four rolls of the family gravy, um, and, and you just can't go wrong with that. It's It's a consistent, I remember when, when all this pandemic, you know, broke out, I was getting, you know, text messages just from friends and family saying, are we still doing, are y'all yeah. still doing Tender Tuesday? I said, we sure are. If our doors are open um, and as long as nothing else changes, we are going to consistently do Tender Tuesday. Um, but with that, you know, we're obviously staying uh, up to date on supply issues and things like that is and we're, we're pivoting in that area as well if we see any supply issues we're we're getting backup products and things like that just like every other restaurant here in town and and throughout the state
1: all right and that final question and uh, don't give away any trade secrets here if you can't tell me just <laughs> tell me you can't tell me but the uh, the bush baby sauce uh, what, what's the what's the secret there and what's the story of the bush baby sauce
3: well, you know, it was one of the last gifts that uh, Charlene Bush gave uh, to our, our company. You know, she wanted to really set us, um, you know, in that in that right direction with all these new sauces coming out throughout our industry. Um, her and Keith um, got together, and they, they tested different, you know, mixes of this Bush baby sauce, and, you know, they'd come to me and say, hey, try this, and then Charlene wouldn't like it. And, you know, we went round and round about, you know, different percentages of, you know, different ingredients and things like that. And um, she she finally got it right down uh, to a perfect taste. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that it blends really well with our chicken. Um, you know, the, the sauce complements our chicken, complements um, the way that we in-house, you know, marinate our chicken. So it's one of those things that this, this sauce is, is very close to us from a sense of this is one of the last things before she passed last year that... She worked really hard on and wanted to uh, continue to keep us um, on the forefront of, of, you know, restaurants.
1: Man, that's great. And can you just ask for it any time, or what's the best way to do that?
3: You can. You can ask for it any time. Okay. Uh, personally, I, I love Bush Baby sauce. Um, I, I'm not a big, you know, gravy is is fantastic. Um, but if I have to choose one, I do still choose Bush Baby sauce. Yeah. So you know, I sub it out for my gravy. Um, and, and just ask for bush baby instead of gravy, Um, but you can't get it on the side. So if you want to go through the drive-through and just try it, um, they'll, obviously they have them already ready and prepared. And, um, it's a wonderful addition to our, our great products. Oh,
1: nice. Very good. Annette, thanks very much. Uh, again, BushesChicken.com is the website. Folks can get uh, in, in information on every restaurant location, uh, their uh, availability, indoors, drive-through, all of that. That's the best place to go, right? BushesChicken.com.
3: It is, John. And, and you know, that it's one of those things we're trying to keep our customers informed as as new things come up. And, and we'll continue to do that, as hope, hoping that we get to open our lobbies at a different percentage, you know, soon. Um, we'll continue to to keep our customers informed on that website and also our Facebook page. So if they can follow our our corporate Bush's Chicken uh, Facebook page, we we do keep a lot of our information on there as well to inform our customers.
1: Annette, thanks very much. I appreciate your time. Hope to see you soon. Uh, Thanks, John. All right, thanks very much, Annette Elliott uh, from Bush's Chicken. She is a corporate director there, the corporate director there. Q, and uh, they are uh, they're doing business uh, in Waco, not inside the restaurant. Still, but watch for that. But those drive-throughs, I'm telling you, they are really good at moving people through the drive-throughs pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, that's the way to go. Anyway, I mean, regardless, I mean, that is the way. Just roll in there, and they they get to you real quick, fast, and in a hurry. And uh, you can never go wrong with some bushes chicken. That's for sure.
1: Nice. Appreciate Annette, and check out busheschicken dot com. That is their website. All right, I wanted to mention this. uh Here are here's the list of uh, spring graduates. That are, uh, that are Baylor student-athletes, so again, would be walking across the uh, stage uh, tomorrow. But uh, no graduation ceremony tomorrow. They have the option to come back and do that uh, in August or in December. But uh, still, pat on the back to uh, these uh, spring graduates from Baylor, from Acrobatics and Tumbling, Jazzy Hall and Mary Burtis uh, from Baylor Football, Ze- Ezekiel Brown, Cody George, Connor Martin, Ross Matizik, Sam Tecklenburg, and Dalton Justice. Caleb Dixon from men's track. Haley Sawinski from soccer. Taylor Ellis from softball. Nicole Thomas and Shelly Stafford from volleyball. Uh, Shelly with her graduate degree. Uh, Maria Vega from women's golf. Teresa Van Zyle from uh, women's tennis. And Hannah Marshek from women's track and field. So that's our list of spring graduates, uh, student-athletes. And, again, uh, sorry that you won't have uh, the opportunity to walk across the stage with no graduation ceremony tomorrow. But uh, uh, we uh, salute you as you reach graduation from Baylor University, either your undergraduate degree or a uh, postgraduate degree. Q, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Hey, big news. The uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame is reopening today. In fact, they opened about 25 minutes ago. Cooper Jones will join us, the executive director from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And we'll talk to Cooper about what's going on there. We've got that when we come back. Glad you're with us on this Friday morning John Morris Show. Brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Just Google uh, Amanda and that will get you to her Facebook page, her contact information, all of that. Amanda in the top 1% of all the Caldwell Banker, uh, agents worldwide, so she is very good at her job. She knows what she's doing. Check it out. Just Google search Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor.
0: And the Bears sweep through the SEC field here in Houston. They hold on for a 3-2 win. And what a weekend it was for the Bears. A 4-2 come from behind victory on Friday over Mizzou. A 6-4 comeback win yesterday over LSU. And tonight they hold on against the number six team in the nation to win it 3-2. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor Alumni Program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now, more than ever, we all need a strong immune system. Healthy diet, along with the right supplements, helps support your immune system, specifically multivitamin and vitamin D. Dallas' own Cooper Clinic. Recommends vitamins to improve the quality and quantity of its patients' lives. Use coupon code Immune20 on CooperComplete.com to get 20% off any purchase. That's Immune20 at CooperComplete.com for 20% off. Make Cooper part of your daily regimen and support that immune system.
2: Hey Central Texas, this is Julio Castillo owner and operator of Jack Roofing and Exteriors. Let's talk Roofing for Dummies 101. First you want to breathe, second you want to seal, and third you want to defend. Today we're going to talk about defending your roof against nature's elements. We replace every layer of your roof properly and that starts with going all the way down to your deck. For more information, check us out online at jacroofs.com or call us directly at 254-732- 2872. Here at Jack Roofing and Exteriors, we are making custom happy, one roof at a time.
5: Hello, friends. I'm Keith Bush, founder of Bush's Chicken. We're all aware of the current crisis in our country and our own community. Our main concern at Bush's Chicken has always been the well-being of our customers and our employees. With all restaurant lobbies now closed, you can take advantage of the long tradition of the Bush's Chicken drive-thru, known as the quickest in town. From our family to yours, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you in the drive-thru.
0: This is the John Morris Show, proudly presented by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: Back with us on this Friday morning. Glad you're with us. John Morris, uh, home here in Hewitt. Hugh in the studio making things work for us. And we're joined by our good friend Cooper Jones, the executive director for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, right down there on University Parks Drive. And uh, Cooper, back open for business this morning. Hey, that's big news. And uh, welcome and glad you're with us today.
5: John, thanks so much for having me. Blessed to be with you. Certainly glad to be safe and healthy Amid all the craziness that's out there in our world right now man isn't that true uh you guys uh were closed about two
1: months uh but reopened as of this morning uh i'm sure a lot of uh very uh, thoughtful uh, conversations took place before you did reopen
5: No question. I think one of the things that we wanted to do was not just follow Governor Abbott's guidelines, but what we've taken are the uh, guidelines from the CDC and made sure that over the last three weeks, we've been able to accomplish the things that we needed to do from a safety and sanitary perspective to not only allow guests to come in and feel comfortable, but for our staff as well. So from a deep cleaning from a professional organization that came in from different spots throughout the, uh, the Hall of Fame here, 36,000 square feet to be exact, where folks can go and have uh, the opportunity for hand sanitizing, um, the ability for us to change our gift shop to now a hands-free gift shop. So much of the last three to four weeks, the planning that went into it, the involvement of our board of trustees, was to get us to this place today where we could open and open safely.
1: Boy, that's great. So uh I know you, you've you gone the extra mile. You're making sure it's safe and, and, you know, sanitized like you mentioned, but that's just not a, a once-a-day process. It's kind of an ongoing process over
5: the course of the day, isn't it? You hit the nail on the head, John. I think for us, one of the neat things that we're able to offer our visitors and guests that come to the Hall of Fame is that every 60 minutes, we're basically going back through and recleaning the museum. And so we've put that onus on our staff. We want folks to be able to be very comfortable when they come here with their families or their friends to know that not only did we do all of that prep work, as you mentioned, uh, up until this point, but we're doing that on an ongoing basis going forward so that folks, when they come into our facility, are comfortable. And they come back two or three weeks later, they're comfortable as well. That was a big part of it. There are a couple of exhibits that we have decided to shut down just in the interest of safety. Some of those interactive touch point exhibits, but that's less than 10% of the entire museum. And so folks would be able to come out to the Hall of Fame. They'd be able to see the vast majority of the 13,000 artifacts that we have here in Waco for them and really have a very fulfilling experience while they're on our grounds. Boy, that's great. And
1: uh, regular hours, uh, right? You operating
5: regular hours, 9 to 5? We are, John. We're going Monday through Saturday back again. Obviously, today and tomorrow this week, a little bit of a soft opening for us, uh, but we are. We will be 9 to 5 Monday through Saturday from here on out. And as we observe things from Governor Abbott and then obviously at the national level from President Trump, as things loosen and open up, we'll do those same things as well here. Uh, But right now, we're just excited to be open and looking forward to welcoming the public back out to the Hall of Fame.
1: Well, that's great. Cooper Jones with us, Executive Director for the Texas Sports Hall of
2: Fame. You mentioned the hands-free gift shop. Exactly what is the hands-free gift shop? How do, how do you go about doing that? Because that really uh, caught my ear when you mentioned that.
5: It's, it's unique. We came up with this concept of you know one of the things that we found out through the CDC is that the, the ability to pass this virus comes in very different ways. And so when you bring in little Johnny and he looks at uh, – university of texas t-shirt and then he goes over and touches the baylor mini helmet and then he wants the candy bar and the coke from our area <laughs> that's four different touch points i hadn't really thought about that right. until we took a look at those guidelines so what we've done is we've taken all of our collection we put they either back behind stanchions or behind plexiglass, of glass and so now when you come into our area it's a wide open gift shop You're able to point, let us know the things that you'd be interested in. Our gift services manager is there. He'll be able to get those, ring those up at the cash register. But a little bit of a different experience at the gift shop than what people have been used to before. Certainly for me, when I walk in, I feel like someone's come in and robbed us during the night. There's nothing in that middle area. But all of our items are still here. They're still out. They're just in a more protective area that allows not only our guests but our staff to be safe as we work through the next couple of weeks
2: yeah that sounds that sounds like a, a real good thing right there and me and Jamo have talked multiple times about the it's the little things that you don't really realize and you mentioned the the four touch points or or whatever and how that could be you know so so major in the long haul but we just kind of don't think about the the small things until we have to think of the small things so now is kind of a, a refreshing time to be able to realize exactly you know what we have to do and what's going on moving forward.
5: It's it's fascinating for us as we've thought about. We've got an exhibit that plays the fight songs for over thirty five of the Division One teams here in town. That was a touch point. We've got, uh, as sports journalists, you'll appreciate this, we've got a headset area in the back of the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame where you can go and hear some of the iconic calls mm-hmm. in Southwest Conference Hall of Fame history. Yeah, you, you're touching a play button, you're putting on headsets. That's out of play now. Yeah. Some of these things that you think, gosh, that's going to be a real driver to get people back in the museum, we've just got to pump the brakes on a little bit right. for right now. And so those items are things that, as you mentioned, when you get into this, you go wow that's an item that we're going to have to be a little more safe with Mm -hmm. when we get started but hopefully over the next two three four weeks couple of months we'll be at a place where the entirety of the museum will be open
1: and cooper we've all gotten used to uh you know the new uh buzz term social distancing uh do you take steps to to limit the number of folks that might be in the hall of fame at any particular time
5: Absolutely, John. One of the things that we had to do was abide by the governor's order, which is 25% of our maximum fire code capacity. And so right now we can go up to about 125 individuals at the hall at one time. Um, And within 36,000 square feet, that is plenty of space for plenty of people. Uh, When you walk into our facility, you'll notice that we've got uh, check marks on the ground. So as people are checking in at our front cash register, checking out, We've been able to delineate those six-feet segments. As I mentioned, we've closed down some of those high-touch areas like a water fountain, like the Southwest Conference uh, radio exhibit. So some areas that will allow us to spread people more evenly throughout the museum. We also have... um, a video system that allows us to, uh, in real time, understand if we've got too many people huddling around the Heisman Trophy, we can go and move those groups on and make sure that people can continue to be safe. So we've tried to really think about as much as this as we can so that folks can come in and be comfortable on their experience.
2: Cooper, how, how good does it feel just to have the doors open, though, just to kind of get that sense of a little bit of normalcy back uh, from what, we, what we've been having the last couple of months?
5: Q, I don't know about you, but I can only watch the 1974 PGA championship rerun <laughs> so many times on Golf Channel. Agreed. And, and I'm as big a, I'm as big a sports fan as you guys are. And so to have something in real time, as you just mentioned, there's special meaning there. And, and we're certainly not the first to have opened our doors. But I think for all of us in a way that's safe, that allows people to be comfortable giving them an outlet to get out of the house, to come and do something, to learn about. Uh, the history of sports in the state of Texas to come and see us again. Uh, I'm really proud that our staff is in a good place. Our facility's in a good place. And our board was supportive of us opening back up. And just if it's for 45 minutes in a day, somebody gets to come out and do something different than sitting around the house, Mm -hmm. we're so pleased to be a part of that little break, that little respite in their days.
1: Final thought, Cooper, uh, you host there a lot of events uh, you know, I know our lunch with a legend is there and I love uh, when we get to come over there for that and, and other events also. Uh, but I guess you're not back to that point yet, right? Uh, being able to host uh, luncheons or dinners or uh, private events.
5: John, you're right. We've had to take some precautions against that. Obviously, the first thing when you open back up is let's take a look at any of those events that we had on the books that we had to postpone, and specifically for those in the museum right now, we're going to continue on with looking at alternative dates a little bit later into the summer or into the fall for those people. As you mentioned, just with our guidelines right now, we could get up to 125 people here, but boy, that would be an awkward setting to have them yeah. six feet apart within this. I'd have two or three people here in the office with me. A couple people right at check-in, and our middle Great Hall, the McCombs Great Hall area, would be pretty sparse just because to follow those guidelines right now, we wouldn't be able to have a functional event. So we anticipate over the next month, as some of the restrictions do loosen, that we'll be able to reevaluate those guidelines and see about having some folks in. But you mentioned, John, for the time being, no big events right now at the Hall.
1: That's good to know. Hey, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, good to know that you've got your doors open mm-hmm. and available for folks to come in. And thanks for being with us this morning.
2: Welcome back. <laughs> John, thanks
1: so much to you and Q. Really appreciate you having me on. All right, Cooper. Hope to see you soon face to face. Thanks very much. Cooper Jones with us, the executive director for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. They are open for business with the restrictions that he mentioned, uh, and sounds like you, they're doing things to be very safe in there, cleaning every hour, you know, going through mm-hmm. high traffic areas and, and re-cleaning every hour there. So, uh, here's the thing, you know, for people who, who, uh, maybe even live here or they may have guests come into town, they say, uh, you know, when I have time, I'm going to go to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Well, maybe you've got time now that you haven't had in the past and it is a real treasure here in Waco to have the Texas Sports Hall of Fame here uh so keep that in mind open nine to five uh daily and uh if safely you can go there so uh, if you haven't been there or hadn't been there in a while maybe this is a good time
2: yeah and you know the thing about it is it's one of those places in my mind that we kind of take for granted as well we always say hey it's just right there we'll go I'll go later or I'll go you know whatever uh but you know when it's not there and when it's taken away for such a long time like it has been uh having it back is great and just hearing cooper's voice man that's why i said welcome back because it just feels like you know it's great to have them back even though they didn't go anywhere but but you just know that they're open again for business
1: yeah, that's good news. That's a good sign, and uh, just keep that in mind. If you think I got to get out of the house, I got to go somewhere. Exactly. Well, how about a walk down uh, Texas Sports History Lane there at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? All right, appreciate Cooper being on with us. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Hey, glad you're with us on this Friday morning, John Morris Show, brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Recently on Unnecessary
2: Roughness, Better basketball, Freddie Gillespie, with us here on ESPN Central Texas. What are you doing right now as far as working out? How are you trying to stay in shape? I mean, everyone's dealing with this pandemic. Gyms aren't just open for everyone just to go in and get on the on the floor. So, what have you been doing just to kind of stay active?
5: Yeah. Um, so, you know, still, still working to get an agent. Once I decide on that, I'll probably be going getting into a private gym somewhere. But um, yeah, but right now, no, I'm on the I'm on the old school right basketball workout program. You know. <laughs> uh, okay. Where I push, I'll, I'll put my car in. So I've had a split, so I'll put my car in neutral, push around the parking lot. You know, we got to do hill sprints, go outside, do ball handling, I get some cones, do ball handling, stuff like that, you know, home for, um, form shooting. Um, and then, you know, we, like we have some noise from the weight room, like a barbell, medicine balls, and dumbbells. So um, I, I, I can stay in with that. But uh, I definitely got to get clever. It's
0: unnecessary roughness on ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students can shine in their own way. Or should we say their own ways? Because there's no limit to the ways Baylor students make the world a brighter place. Whether they're leading a student organization or following a higher calling, getting advice from faculty, or taking part in world-class research, pursuing their dreams, or working toward their dream job, students find their place to shine at Baylor, where lights shine bright.
2: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Clark Roofing the one to call for home and business roofing jobs. Check them out online at ClarkRoofingTX.com. Thursday on Unnecessary Roughness with Ward White and me, Baylor men's head basketball coach Scott Drew joined the show to talk about the NCAA pushing back the draft withdrawal date and if he's given the exact date to guards Jared Butler and Macy Oteague to make a decision on their future.
5: No, we've not given uh, them a drop dead date. They do a great job keeping us updated and let's know where their process is. And at the same time, we update them with information that we found out. We want them to make the best decision for themselves and their family. And if they can get what they set out and what they want, then it's a good thing. If, if they can't, obviously, uh, coming back to Baylor University is
0: a good thing as well.
2: For the complete interview, check out our website at santexsportsfan.com.
0: Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Friday morning. Glad you're with us, John Morris and uh, Q, and uh, rough news, uh, Astros-related news. Q, uh, Bob Watson passed away yesterday, former Astro uh, passing away at the age of 74. What a great career he had, uh, Bob Watson passing away yesterday. At the age of 74, and uh, former Astros uh, player and manager Art Howe reports now that he has been hospitalized with coronavirus. Yeah. That's rough uh, for Art Howe. So a couple of uh, Astros-related, uh, not such good news there this morning.
2: No, no, not at all. And uh, yeah, saw that come down and just—I mean—realize how quickly life comes at you. I mean, you know, it's and it's been—it's been one of those, man. I'll tell you, 2020 has been one of those where life has come at you really, really quickly, uh, multiple times. And so, yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate that uh, these—you know—either deaths or, uh, or or illnesses have uh, fallen upon us
1: yeah yeah very much so uh let me mention uh let me mention a couple of birthdays that are today and then we'll look into tomorrow also uh tomorrow being Saturday today is melanie uh, Smith's birthday happy birthday to melanie uh retired now uh from Baylor uh after twenty years but uh, happy birthday to Melanie Smith. Uh, let's look on down the list here and actually that's all I have for today. So short list there. Uh, and let me go to, uh, tomorrow and see who's coming up tomorrow. Luke Weibel's birthday is tomorrow. Truman Simon's birthday is tomorrow. A lot of folks know him. Uh who else? Uh, Super Dave Lutke, uh former uh, women's tennis coach at Baylor. Super Dave's birthday is coming up tomorrow as well. So happy birthday to those folks uh, today and tomorrow going into the weekend. And uh, Q, uh, getting closer to the weekend when we get to noon, you and Ward and Steven have unnecessary roughness. What do you guys have coming up today?
2: Yeah, we uh, have a pretty busy show as always. Uh, we have uh, Bill Jones from CBS 11 in Dallas area They're talking uh, all things Cowboys. He'll join us at 1215 and then we'll double down and have John McClain at 1230 right after Bill and he'll talk all things uh, Texans and and the rest of the NFL Uh, at 2 o'clock I'll be talking to Patricia Trainer. she covers the Giants like a glove and uh, there's got some some uh, some headaches going on with some Giants players and uh, some other players across the league. So we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of it with Patricia Trainer and we might run back our Scott Drew interview from yesterday. It was one of those uh, last minute things. And uh, David Kay was able to come through like the first of the month and, and be able to get uh, Coach Drew on for us for a few minutes yesterday. So we might run that back because, again, it was so uh kind of last second that uh, we just it just kind of fell into our lap.
1: Yeah, that's great. And uh, that related to the uh, the NBA saying, yeah, we don't know when our draft's going to be, and so that pushes that deadline. It was June 3rd, the yeah. deadline for folks to, to uh, pull their name out of the NBA draft, like Jared Butler and Macy Oteague, but now that's kind of a – uh, I mean, it's a moving target. You don't know when that's going to be.
2: Exactly. It's up in the air. It's uh, They haven't put a specific date on it at all, and so we kind of wanted to know if that was going to affect anything that was going on, you know, at Baylor and Coach Drew, and just at, at, is there a point that he can get to where he needs to have some kind of an idea so he can uh, plan moving forward? And, and really, honestly, he said no. You know, not really. Not really. Uh, it was. It's. It's basically just like, hey, they they stay in communication with us. We stay in communication with them, and uh, you know, we'll figure it out together. So uh, that it sounded pretty good and pretty positive for both Butler and MCT. Um,
1: yeah, well, that sounds good. You know that he he is in the position and willing to. Obviously, you wait on those guys right. <laughs> as long as you as long as you can or as long as you need to. You'll wait till till you have an answer from them. But it just kind of squeezes things. You know, what if they do end up uh, staying? in the draft, you know, if they keep their names in the draft, good for them if that happens. Right. But then uh, the later that is, the the less time Coach Drew and the Baylor coaches have to uh, – uh, you know, to to fill those spots if they end up leaving,
2: right? Exactly. So uh, yeah, we just kind of picked his brain. We had about ten minutes we had with him yesterday, and uh, it was funny because I had sent the text message over to David K the night before, and he was like, "I don't know, it's last minute," and I was like, "I get it, I totally get it." And uh, then all of a sudden, it was it was about uh, I think twelve thirty five because I wanted him at twelve thirty. It was about twelve thirty five and. And DK uh, responded and said, hey, Coach, can do it. Do you still want him to call in? I was like, yes, <laughs> immediately. So, nice. so we had him at 1245. So it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, a lot of help over there uh, from uh, David K at Bayless. So I definitely nice. appreciate that.
1: Nice, very good. All right, so all that coming up today, noon to three on Unnecessary Roughness. Matt Mosley follows with Steven Simcox, three to six. That is all today here on ESPN Central Texas. So here we are in a Friday queue and uh, heading into a weekend. Uh, I was looking at this this morning. So here is uh, what would have been going on in Baylor Athletics, what would have, but obviously is not. Uh, Baylor Baseball would have been back in action, they would have played their home. Regular season finale series against Oklahoma State Mm. would have started tonight, would have played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Bears and Cowboys at Baylor Ballpark. Big series there and then uh, finished the regular season and then uh, off to Oklahoma City for the Big 12 tournament for baseball next week. Um, Softball would have been in the regional round of the NCAA tournament. This team was uh, off to a great start and. You know maybe uh, would have been in position to host NCAA regionals at Gatterman Stadium so that could have been going on also right. uh, imagine how big that would have been uh, you know if you have baseball uh, final regular season series and softball NCAA regional going on at the same time that would have been really cool
2: yeah would have it would have made for a busy weekend and uh, a lot of traffic over there at a, you know at the ballpark and Gatterman Stadium but it would have been a good time really good especially with this weather we're having right now
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Men's tennis uh, and men's and women's tennis uh, would have been at the NCAA championships uh, hosted by Oklahoma State in Stillwater, so they would have been up there. And uh, track would have been running at the Big 12 Outdoor Championships in Manhattan, Kansas, this weekend, so really a pretty full weekend coming off finals and uh, a graduation ceremony or graduation ceremonies plural coming up tomorrow uh, in the Farrell Center. So it would have been a busy, really busy athletics weekend. And uh, Q, have you ever seen what uh, what baseball has done in the past? Uh, if guys are playing and unable to walk across the stage, uh, there have been times in the past where uh, they've presented their diplomas to them uh, on the field in a pregame ceremony.
2: Oh, wow. No, I've never seen that. Yeah, that's it's pretty really cool. cool. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's really
1: cool. It, it's a great thing to do sometimes you know if, sometimes obviously half and half they're on the road and miss graduation so if they do that you know they'll present the diplomas uh, after the fact uh, or in uh, this case you know even if they were playing at home they probably wouldn't be able to go to the ceremony so they make the presentation there at the ballpark and uh, it's a really cool way to uh, to present their
2: diplomas yeah sounds cool I like that it's a good idea
1: so uh, so that would have been going on. What would have been going on this weekend? But uh, none of that is happening. Everyth- everything is uh, postponed or canceled. Uh, most of those events that I mentioned just canceled outright. Uh, you have any big plans for the weekend? Anything going on?
2: Well, I don't know. That last rejoinder got me excited for the weekend. Oh, so, I mean, that's yeah. anytime I hear that, it's time to – I'm telling you, I, I was almost <laughs> disappointed that you came back and started talking so quickly I because I had about four minutes I could have rode out on that one. <laughs> I love that one and I'll tell you right now that rejoin uh inspired the the music that I use for my uh, cover 3 intro for later on today. Oh nice. So Very when I good. yeah, when I put that in and so instead of using that that uh that instrumental, I used the hip hop version, the one that's been sampled, but yeah. either way, it's the same thing. <laughs> nice. Yes.
1: Nice. Very good. Well, uh like I told you earlier in the week, I've got uh, a momentous event coming up tomorrow. Uh 4:15 tomorrow haircut for me nice haircut day tomorrow so i am ready for it although i'm almost to the point where uh yeah i mean i want a haircut yeah but it's almost like I wonder how uh, how shaggy this could yet you know what it you've would accepted look like. it you've accepted not it now have.
2: <laughs> not me brother I,
1: I sort of have and so uh, it's not uh, I, it, it kind of bugs me but uh, I just don't let it bug me but it'll be nice to get a haircut once I get the haircut I'll I'll be glad that I did
2: it exactly exactly well I know what else you could do all weekend long you can uh, pick those snails out of your backyard if you yeah. still have some
1: yep uh, so after we talked <laughs> yesterday uh, I went out there. And after there were 532 that I picked up off the fence and out of the yard uh, the day before and told you about that yesterday. So when we finished the show yesterday, I went outside and there were like, it was around 70 more that were uh, on the house and a few more on the fence. So they just keep coming. I mean, It's it's not, it's getting rid of them momentarily, but it's, they just keep coming.
2: Yeah, you got a problem. I'm telling I, you, I, I did try. <laughs> I
1: did try what one of our texters select, uh, suggested with uh, coffee grounds. Okay, so we had a little thing of coffee here that Terry said, "Yeah, we're not going to use this." So I kind of sprinkled the coffee grounds out there. So. I'll go out there and check, and I'm going to mow this morning, and uh, try to beat the rain a little bit, and, and I'll see if there's any indication that the coffee grounds help.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully it does, man, because if not, we're going to have to come up with a solution. We're going to have to... I'm telling you, because it almost bothers me, and it's not even my house. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> right. feel bad for you. You <laughs> like
1: <laughs> those uh, pictures that I texted you? Yes,
2: that was, that's incredible. I know if I was mowing the lawn or about to mow the lawn, and I saw all those snails like you showed me in that picture, yeah. I would have just... Like, I would have looked around and said, okay, someone's playing a joke on me. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. somebody threw these over the fence, and they're just waiting for my reaction or something. Exactly.
1: Man. Oh, man. I, I just wish there was
2: a market for them. You know, if somebody said they use them for,
1: for bait, I'd, I'd package all those babies up and sell them or give That's them to so somebody. Funny. so uh, If anybody wants them, let me know, and I'll, I'll package them up for you. But maybe the coffee grounds help. Uh, we'll find out on that, but uh, I don't know. And, and Jerry Hill made this suggestion, and he's probably right about this. So what I'm doing is basically uh, just picking them off the fence and picking them up out of the yard and just throwing them over the back of the fence. Now, we don't have anybody that lives behind us. I'm not throwing them in anybody's <laughs> yard. That would be funny. Yard. That would be bad. It's an open field back there but jerry says uh they're going to come back cuz you didn't kill them he he says you got to smash them
2: of course you know, he does
1: got, yeah yeah that's from jerry yeah, of
2: course that'd be from jerry <laughs> i think you should package them all up put them in a big bag and bring them and bring them to campus and give them to jerry
1: and give them to jerry yes, yeah that's what i should do that jerry
2: yeah. would appreciate that
1: yeah he said he had some too but i bet he doesn't have this
2: many no i don't think anybody has that many JMO, that's uh, you're in a you're in a league of your own brother <laughs> All right, fighting the snail war through
1: the weekend. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you. Thanks very much. Have a good weekend. Uh, thanks to Cooper Jones, who is on with us, the uh, executive director of the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. They are open to business. And thanks to Annette, who joined us from uh, Bush's Chicken, to tell us about their way of operating. And they their drive-through, very efficient. Uh, they are open for business. <laughs> bush's business as well everybody have a great weekend be safe uh be careful out there and lord willing we'll talk to you monday at nine here on espn central texas
4: thank you john thank you everybody